Hello, small business owners. Welcome to this episode of the Freedom Focus Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about an employment issue that most employers were very aware of in 2021, but had not likely appreciated the size, scope, or magnitude of this problem or how to deal with it. Anyone who's read a newspaper, watched, or listened to a news program in the past year has heard of the phrase, the great resignation. In today's episode, we're going to first explore where this name came from and the data that backs it up. Then we're going to talk about the drivers of the great resignation and some of the reality checks employees are getting when they realize that the grass isn't always greener at that dream job that they thought they were moving to. Lastly, we're going to review the list of qualities that employees, in particular the younger generations, are looking for most from employers and how small business owners can meet each of these demands so as to be competitive in the battle with all organizations, small and large, for the very best employees. Klotz spent over a decade working at a Fortune 500 company when he decided to complete an MBA at Crichton University, spending much of his time focused on the psychology of management. In 2019, he left the private sector to join the faculty at Texas A&M University as a professor of business administration where he says, the topic of quitting is never far from my mind. Anthony's close observations and research of employment trends told him that a wave of resignations was coming, a phenomenon that he ultimately called the Great Resignation. Anthony believed that this wave was fueled by four primary factors. First, an existing backlog of resignations from employees who would have resigned under normal circumstances, but for obvious reasons, kept their job during the uncertain economic times caused by the COVID pandemic. Second, the added stress and strain at work caused by COVID was contributing to a higher than normal level of stress on workers, leading to burnout and not just for those in the medical field. Third, Professor Klotz predicted that the way employees were required to work during the pandemic, for example, remotely and not in a traditional office environment, would cause a widespread reevaluation of priorities and values, leading to a fourth factor, which is, a reluctance by some workers to give up working remotely once they had a taste for that way of working. Anthony's research on how employees resign and how leaders respond got the attention of Ariane Cohen at Bloomberg News. She was writing a story about the right way to quit your job in the middle of the pandemic. There was some pretty good advice included in the article, but what got the attention of everyone was Anthony's newly coined phrase introduced into the first line of that story, the great resignation. Little did Anthony or Ariane know that the article published in May of 2021 would go beyond viral with hundreds of millions of references to a term no one had even heard of before, but captivated the imagination and perhaps more so perfectly captured in three words what appears to be a revolt of the masses, the great resignation. I mean, most people have worked a job that they disliked and probably dreamed of telling their boss that they could take this job and shove it, just like that country music song from the 1970s sung by Johnny Paycheck. And Anthony's predictions ultimately turned out to be true. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics refers to people who voluntarily leave their job as a quit. 
And according to their data, the total non-farm worker quits reached a record 4 million in April of 2021. Now to put this number into perspective, that's the equivalent of the entire population of the city of Los Angeles walking off the job in just one month. This record was topped five out of the following seven months, peaking ultimately at 4,510,000 worker quits in November of last year. This was the great resignation that Professor Klotz had predicted. And thanks to him, we have a name for it that will go down in history for sure, even if the name Anthony Klotz is not remembered by many. With millions of people now available to ask, lots of research was done late last year to determine what the primary drivers were of the great resignation. The answers for employees mostly confirmed those suggested by Professor Klotz, but the number one reason given across the board was not one from the good professor, but not at all surprising to anyone. It was money. According to research from career counseling pro uh, provider Zeti, the number one reason given by 67% of employees for leaving their job during the great resignation was low pay. And this reason wasn't the top choice from only employees at the lower end of the economic ladder. Zeti found that those earning $75,000 a year or more rank low pay just as highly as those earning less than $25,000. Of particular interest is the finding that 54% of those surveyed by Zeti said they quit because they saw their colleagues quitting. And in an interview earlier this year, Professor Klotz predicted that the quit rates will remain higher than average for another two to three years, and perhaps even longer, in part because turnover is contagious. Quote, when one employee leaves, others start thinking about doing the same thing. Research by the job search website, The Muse, asked 2,500 employees who had left their jobs, how are things going now that you've left? And a surprising three quarters or 72% said that their new position or the company was very different from what they were led to believe. Almost half or 48% said they would try to get their old job back if they felt that the new position and or the company was not as described by the employers during the hiring process. This feeling of regret caused by a sense of bait and switch, real or perceived, has been dubbed shift shock by the founder of the muse, Catherine Minshew. So what do employees want from employers? Zeddy tackled this question too with some research, looking in particular at millennials and Gen Z workers, meaning those born between 1980 and 2001, who now make up almost 46% or half of the workforce. In response to the question, what qualities do you believe make a company an appealing employer? They found that the number one quality is a good work-life balance, selected by 67% of those surveyed. The second most important quality was working for a company whose values match their own. Third was working for a company that has a purpose for a being that goes beyond merely making a profit. Fourth at 59% was plentiful career development and progression opportunities. And coming in number five was working for a company with quote, a strong brand reputation, unquote. This was identified as important by 49% of those surveyed. Now, if you're a small business owner, you might be asking yourself if you can even offer any of these things. And a recent article in The Guardian pondered this question and suggested, quote, the reality is that unless you're working for a global giant like Amazon and Google, 
most small businesses will struggle to meet all of these demands. Working for a small business can be rewarding, fun, more flexible than at a large organization, but in the end, we're just a business, end quote. Well, I'm here to tell you straight up, I wholeheartedly disagree with The Guardian on this. Small businesses can absolutely compete with large corporations, and they can win in that battle for employees during the Great Resignation, and even long afterward. So how do I know? Because it's exactly what I did at my own company on my journey to becoming much more freedom focused. I've outlined in previous articles and podcasts many of the key things I did to build a dream team of employees at my company, DR Washcheck LLC. All of them, either directly or indirectly, met each of the five qualities that were identified as most important to employees when evaluating who to work for. Let's take a closer look. Number one, have a good work-life balance. In my last podcast, I talked specifically about the importance to small business owners of living their life rather than living their business. And in particular, how we at DR Washcheck made time off from work for rejuvenation a very, very high priority with our employees. Number two, company values that match their own. Our entire hiring process, which we call Dream Team Builder, is built around our company's core values, what we stand for and what we believe in. We include the core values in our job ad and ask specific questions about core values in the interview process, all to ensure that there is a match between the applicant's core values and our own. Number three, have a purpose for being that goes beyond merely making a profit. Well, every business has a goal to make a profit, and you're not going to be in business very long if you don't. But one of the most valuable things about identifying the core values for your business, getting them down on paper and then sharing them with the world, is that it makes very, very clear and obvious to everyone, including employees, that you believe in and stand for much, much more than just making a profit. Number four, plentiful career development and progression opportunities. It's true that compared to large and very large businesses, small businesses with few employees offer far fewer opportunities for advancement. But this isn't the case with career development, and it doesn't really have to be the case with advancement either. We were very deliberate about career development with each member of our team and took action on this in the regular employee reviews, starting as soon as 90 days for new hires and continuing on at six month and annual reviews. We ask the question in these reviews, what can we do as a company and I do as your supervisor to build your skills and make you successful? Then we built specific measurable goals for each employee to make them successful at developing their skills and furthering their career. But not just with our company, but looking even beyond their time as a member of the DR Washcheck team. This is specifically how opportunity for advancement can be created at even the smallest business. If you recognize and accept that few, if any, of the employees you have today will be on your team three to five years from now, and not necessarily because of the great resignation, but because even in normal times, this is simply the reality, then you can also accept that you need to help members of your team to leave their time with you as better people. And if you do this, you're going to find that, paradoxically, they are more likely to stay longer. Why? Because you've demonstrated that you truly, sincerely, and unselfishly care about their well-being. In return, they will become more loyal, more engaged, and more bought in to the success of your business. And finally, number five, 
strong brand reputation. I said to my team at DR Washcheck on a regular basis, because we don't manufacture any product, as a service company, all we have is our reputation for clients to trust and rely on. Here again, your company core values are key and they're essential. Our values embodied the most important ingredients to our reputation, including honesty and integrity, trust and reliability, expertise, professionalism, and leadership. We live these values every day, and it created a stellar reputation for DR Washcheck LLC in our industry. Nothing that I did was unique, special, or even all that hard. Everything I did comes with being freedom-focused as a business. You just need to make a commitment as the owner of your business to take the necessary steps to build a company that operates at the freedom to exit level of freedom so you can achieve greater personal and professional freedom for yourself as well as for those on your team. In the interim, while the great resignation rages on, you're not only going to be competitive in that battle for hiring new employees, but you're also going to be able to keep those employees already on your team around for a lot longer. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you very much, as always, for being a listener. I look forward to being back with you again in two weeks. Until then, stay focused on your freedom.